There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. This is your weekly Apex Legends podcast. Today's a big day. I'm your host, Shay, joined today by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? Huge day. Big day for Apex. You know, yesterday we were playing a ton of this new event and Mm -hmm. all the patches. Um, It's a great time to be playing. It's big. This is probably the biggest update that Apex has ever seen, uh, maybe since the first season, like the very first season one introduction. I agree with you. But like, this is huge and we're excited to talk about it. We're going to be going over a big announcement at the very beginning of this pod. Uh, reading a nice review we got on Apple Podcasts, reacting to everything that's happened with Apex, and then we're going to wrap up by answering some questions. And so with that, let's get into it. The first thing we have today, we are incredibly excited to announce that we're able to do a giveaway now. We're going to be giving away 1,000 Apex coins to three different winners. This is a, we want to get you guys some coins to go towards those nice Bloodhound skins. For sure. And buy next season's Battle Pass. Um, so to enter, check out our Instagram at third party pod tag two squad mates on our post follow us and then leave a five-star review on apple podcasts if you've already left a review or you're a spotify listener uh, you can just repost the feed post to our story and all the instructions are at the, on the instagram on how to do that it's really big help guys um we're not really trying to do this to grow a ton we really want to reward our people that have been listening since the very beginning and so your odds are really good. I think right now we have like 25 submissions That's and right. we're giving away three winners. So your odds are in your favor, much better than most of these other giveaways that we've seen around. For sure. And we're going to be doing a random comment selector to announce the winner uh, this Saturday on the podcast. So make sure you tune in uh, later this week and hear the big result. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, I hope we get to, you know, make some dreams come true. Let's get into the review. So this is coming from I'm Guy, and this means an absolute lot to us. I just want to preface by saying that um, we are doing this completely because we just love playing Apex. We're not making any money off of this or anything. Uh, This is all just to create a community with the fans, and so to hear a review like this means a lot. And so if you guys submit a review, and you know, it's a very nice one. I'm probably not going to read any negative reviews off on the podcast. No hate. <laughs> no hate. This no is hate. all love zone. But yeah, this is coming from I'm Guy. I used to not like Apex Legends very much, but a friend of mine told me to keep playing, be patient, and listen to you guys. You guys have changed my entire perspective of how to play this game, and I don't want to even put down the controller at night anymore. Your advice throughout the podcast has made a significant improvement to how I play and see situations I get put into, which helps me strategically. I got back into Apex Season 3 and then constantly getting into Diamond Rankings. You guys are the best, and I personally believe you guys are the best Apex Legends podcast out there. Continue to be knowledgeable and share that knowledge with the world because it definitely is helping people out there, for sure. Henry, when we read this, we were just, like, floored. Like, this meant so much to us. Henry was crying, and it's just awesome to hear that some of you guys are actually really enjoying this podcast because we really like making them for you guys. Yeah, I'm speechless. Like, thanks so much, I'm guy. And I'm really that's glad. a big deal because Henry is not speechless that often. I'm really blown away by this, you know. I, we've grown really fast and we've really been able to connect with our listeners, I think, at a pretty deep level. It's definitely not something that I uh, anticipated, but I love it so much and I hope that we continue to put out great content and 
talk to you guys and keep having fun playing Apex. Yeah, we've been able to play with a couple of you guys and it's been really awesome. So I hope we get to keep doing stuff like that in the future. But with that, let's kind of get into what's been going on with Apex in general. So Henry, let's start us off. For sure. So the biggest content drop ever, pretty much, especially a mid-season content drop. Yeah. Uh, the first thing to mention is we now have permanent map rotations. It's really interesting. Uh, so how it's going to break down is we have Kings Canyon, Kings Canyon at night, and World's Edge all rotating depending on different time frames. Mm -hmm. So Kings Canyon at night will have a maximum of a 30-minute rotation that you'll be able to uh, drop into one of those games. Uh, but the other maps, King Canyon and World's Edge, will be up to two hours that they'll be live. And yeah. so I think this is a really cool thing that they've done. It's really cool and not what we were expecting from a map rotation standpoint. And we thought it was going to be more of a voting system yeah. or you were going to be able to choose any map and this is really unique. And I'm going to be honest, like when I first saw it, I wasn't a huge fan. But after playing all day Tuesday, it felt like the times were correct. And it was really fun. Yeah, I think the, the rationale for it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a good decision because if they would have done a voting mechanic, it would have split up the player base and kind of delayed matchmaking because people are, you know, split up. Yeah, the queue times would have been horrible. So I like that they made a really smart call on that front. Uh, but I also think that it's super fun because it mixes up the gameplay. You know, you're yeah. playing on multiple maps. And by the way, this is not a small detail. No other Battle Royale has ever done this. No. Have multiple playable maps at the same time and randomize it. It's Yeah, this is Apex's groundbreaking here. And I love it. Uh, another little note I'll add in from the dev stream is they mentioned that they will be rotating in different iterations of all of these maps. So maybe we'll see like a season three World's Edge before everything went to crap. And, you know, that's just some other yeah. versions of King's Canyon as well. It's super cool. And this really, this decision allows them to really scale up the game with future maps and continue to, you know, not abandon other maps like other Battle Royales have done. Uh, so I think this is a really awesome decision. I think they executed really nice. Another thing that I'll mention about this is sometimes when you're playing Apex and you're grinding ranked or you're just playing Publix and you're in a dry spell. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like you're not getting kills or you're dying off the drop again mm -hmm. and again. Knowing that, oh, in 20 minutes, I'm going to be on a fresh map. I'm going to be able to drop Skulltown or be able to do something a bit different, I think can kind of just help you refresh and get into the game. It keeps everything fresh. And I mean, we don't stream, but I've seen a lot of streamers out there talking about how it's keeping everything more interesting for them Super. during their long six to eight hour sessions when they're getting to rotate through every map on there. Big point. And I will just say, last point, that Ranked is still going to be only exclusive to one map at a time, for now at least. Makes sense to me. The next big content kind of piece that came with this was the introduction of duos, can now being a permanent mode. That's a really big deal and something that uh, it seems like they'd been talking about for a while. And we probably should have seen this coming with how often they were throwing in duos and testing it out. Um, but what were your thoughts on that immediately? I definitely understand why they made a decision. I feel like they felt a little bit of pressure um, to do so, but I think this is really exciting. I know a lot of people are excited about being able to play with their friends, not having to rely on randoms as much. Um, I know it's really great for He's us. He's talking about us. Yeah, it's really great for us. You know, being able to do duos kind of just decreases the chances of having a 
a crazy random. Yeah. And you can more rely on. It's been super fun. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, it's been crazy fun. Um, we've probably played a ton of duos. I played a bunch with a couple other friends that night. And it was just, I love duos. And I feel like it's not as crazy as when solos got introduced. And for those people that are saying, why didn't they introduce solos? Um, because a lot of people were asking for it. Yeah, it's a big question. A lot of people wanted solos. Um, on the dev stream, they really talked about how solos is not what Apex Legends wants and it's not healthy for the game. Uh, the developers spoke of uh, long, long queue times because it wasn't incredibly popular. They talked about how Apex is at the core a team-based game. The legends are meant to work with each other. Some of the legends' abilities are completely canceled out when you're playing in solos. And that's just not what they wanted to push forward. Yeah. And the last piece is very, very interesting to me. Um, they were talking about some of the data they've gathered, gathered and that when they had solos, new players that played solo, because a lot of people, when they start playing Apex for the first time, are playing by themselves, are inc like increasingly less likely to stay with the game for an extended period of time. And when it comes down to it, the goal of the game is to get people to play it. And so if there's something causing them to lose people, they're not going to continue to introduce this and keep make it a permanent mode. And that's why they went agree. with duos, I think. Yeah. You know, I think duos is a fun mode. I'm surprised that it is permanent now. I didn't think they would do that. Um, but I'm super excited for it. It's great for us. I understand why they didn't put in solos. I mean, solos is hard. And I love the point about how a lot of the legends have team-based abilities. Yeah. And if you take away the team, then we have a balancing problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, My last thought for, I want to ask you a question on this. I know you were very concerned with um, third-partying being a very big issue in duos. Have you felt that through the games we've played for just the one day? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the games are a lot faster paced. Yeah. I haven't felt a whole lot of pressure from third partying, um, but I think there's just so much excitement right now with the event takeover and uh, all just the excitement of new maps. I think people are really enjoying it. Um, we'll have to see it play out. But me being kind of a, a big picture, big thinker, I look at duos and I say, that's 50% more teams. Yeah. Like we're going from 20 teams of three to 30 teams of two. That means that there's going to be more fights, shorter games, and more third party in. But if that comes to fruition, we'll see. It's been fun, though. That's all I got to say. Besides the fact that we had to go four on two at the end of the game because it felt like people were <laughs> ganging up on us. You know, no big deal, but it is what it, it happens. is. It, it happens. It happens. Nothing new. Uh, yeah, what's next? Let's get into the old ways town takeover a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So there is a new location on the World's Edge map called The Trials. Um, it's located near Skyhook, just like we released earlier. Um, and it's previously known as Sniper's Ridge, but this has been fully transformed. It looks absolutely amazing. It's so, so cool looking. We got the three ravens on the edge it's looking incredible. out. It looks absolutely incredible. I mean, I don't think this is a very hot take, but I'm just going to say that it is my favorite uh, town takeover. I agree. That we've seen. It looks absolutely amazing. Don't sleep on Mirage, Bo or Mirage Voyage. You but know I'm never sleeping on anything related to Mirage. This is a pretty big thing. Like, yeah. This is a very big thing on the map. I have like the position of it. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, but pretty much what this town takeover is and how it's different is there's a PVE mode. So you can drop into this mountain 
at the trials and activate waves of prowlers, which are like the tiger, leopard, beast from the Titanfall universe. Um, and if you slay these prowlers, you can unlock loot vaults within the mountain. And there's three different rounds, three different waves of prowlers. It's super exciting. You can get some awesome loot. Uh, very different from any other Battle Royale. I mean, this PvE mode is super unique. It's really cool. And I think, um, I mean, yesterday was a very busy day for Apex. And so a lot of people were going there to figure out the town takeover and kind of see it. But I think that in the future, um, it's kind of hard. Like you're limited on ammo and guns. There's, it's not a huge drop in there. And so when all these people are dropping in right now and then you have to do these trials, it's kind of tough. And we've done it a bunch though, but, and have you felt pressed by the ring a couple of times because of it? A couple of times the ring is tough just because the location of it is in the the outer reaches of World's Edge. So it's definitely tough, but the loot is really good. We've gotten purple armor. I think we got gold one time maybe. Um, But besides that, they do a really good job also of giving you meds when you complete every trial. I like that. And, you know, to heal up because these prowlers are, by the way, incredibly incredibly aggressive and scary I don't know what their problem is they're scary man it's a major problem bloodhound was right we got to put down this overpopulation um i guess maybe we could go on to a couple tips on to doing this different trial yeah yeah take it away so ammo is a concern i think that's the first tip that i have um i think that you should strongly consider looting up before dropping into the trials um Great weapons that I've found in the trials are the Spitfire. Just having a a large mag and heavy bullets do pretty well against Prowlers. Havoc is also another good choice, as well as the Peacekeeper. I think that those are really good options at going into the trial specifically. Uh, Another great tip, I think, is dropping on the northwestern side of the mountain. Uh, You'll be able to loot a couple supply bins on that side of the map before you go into the main mountain. Yeah, and if another team is in the main mountain while you're doing that, they're either going to be fighting another team and so they're going to be weakening each other or they're going to be doing the trials and fighting the prowlers, which is then going to weaken them as well. And it's like a, another third party opportunity. That's right. And the last thing is, you know, like we were saying, sometimes you do get pushed by the zone, especially if you're dropping there first and it doesn't uh, shrink on that ring. Um, there's some really nice rotations out of the trials. If you take the zip line up to the top of the mountain and then there's two zip lines down to a jump tower that you know you can connects string. to another uh, string of jump towers. So yeah. it's a pretty nice rotation out of there, which you know I think just speaks to the the smartness of respawn. I, they had to have it there. Yeah, or it else makes sense. You couldn't put that hot of a drop zone in the corner of the map. We haven't really played a game yet, though, where the zone has shrunk on the trials. And I know that used to shrink on that Sniper's Ridge area a lot. And so that'll be really interesting to see. And really cool because it used to be very frustrating when the zone shrunk there. Um, there was no uh, way to get up top to where the snipers were. And so yeah. now you definitely have that opportunity to get up there and that'll be really nice. For sure. Any other thoughts on it? I'm excited to keep playing it. I think it's the best town takeover we've seen. It's super cool. I think they did a great job with the prowlers and the whole concept behind it. Yeah. Um, I think it's awesome. I've really enjoyed it. And if you drop in as Bloodhound, there's a couple like things you can interact with and hear some stories from his past and they're really cool i won't spoil them for you guys i think you should go in and do it yourselves it's really cool though very interesting that they 
made a character unique kind of interaction within the game. Yeah, love it. Next up, we're going to go into the rest of the patch 1.33. A lot of balancing updates here. Uh, again, this is a huge content drop for Apex, and so let's dive into some of the major points out of this. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of balancing updates. I spoke to you a little about this, and the point I just want to you know, hammer home with the listeners is that you know, a lot of these content drops, these seasons, these town takeovers, are being tested much further in advance. There's devs on Twitter talking about how they're already working on season eight. And so everything's very planned out. But these balancing updates, these are spur the moment decisions that the devs have to make. And so these are the actual things that really do alter and change the meta in which that we're playing with. And to me, that is very exciting. And so that's what I get really, really hyped for. It's super exciting. So the first big update that we want to dive into is the changes to Revenant. Uh, Really wild. They definitely collected a lot of data and user feedback about Revenant and his playability, um, and they made some changes. He just wasn't viable before this, though. Uh, We talked about it on previous episodes about kind of the confusion around his ult and kind of how his kit just didn't quite click. Uh, But this is what they've done. They've doubled the duration of the silence, which is his tactical, Mm-hmm. Now he has two charges to his tactical, like two Bangalore smokes. And now silence disables Gibby's gun shield. Thank goodness. There's no more low profile on Revenant, which I think is a really big decision. We'll talk more about low profile. And the ultimate death totem now sends you back at 50 health points or half of what you started with, which is a big change as well. Huge change. And let's start by talking about the tactical a little bit. We previously mentioned on another episode that tactical, one of the best ways to use it is to kind of block lines of sight and use it as kind of a zoning mechanism. And so now the fact that it's doubled its length and the amount that you can use, it's an amazing ability. I've run into so many situations now where I'm either, you know, chasing a team or I'm just trying to get into a certain area and now I'm completely blocked off because you don't want to walk through a silence. It's almost like a caustic trap in that way. Yeah, it is disorienting. It's almost like a concussive. It's hard to see drain. through. Yeah. And if you're a Wraith or Pathfinder, it completely eliminates your ability to mm-hmm. escape for 20 seconds now. And yeah. so that's something that's just absolutely it's huge. really long. It's, it's really, really long. long. It's really good now. And yeah, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's huge. And the fact that it's a bit of a counter to Gibraltar, I think is a pretty good nerf About to him. About time. Um, you know, I was expecting a lot more heat to come down on Gibraltar and kind of bring him down a level, um, but this is kind of the only thing that really targeted him directly. Yeah, they didn't really nerf any legends per se, yeah. and that was a little disappointing, but I think for the most part they did so much, it's awesome. Yeah, um, but the tactical, I really love it. I think that you pretty much have two tactical grenades that you can use as they were intended. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of what Revenant was supposed to be, and now he really has the opportunity to shine. Talk a little bit about the death totem now. Yeah, so if you were confused, no blame here about his ultimate. It was a very confusing uh, thing to use. Uh, But pretty much you pop down this death totem, all of your teammates and enemies can uh, interact with it in order to go into a death protection mode where uh, now your shields are irrelevant. They don't count, uh, but just your health is affected by enemy incoming damage. You can't heal, you can't res in this mode. Um, 
but it used to, after you exhausted all of your health points, send you back to the totem with one HP and your shields if you had any. Now it's at 50% health, so you kind of have a shorter amount of time to fight if you're taking bullets, but when you come back to the death totem, you have more health and more of a chance to continue fighting and not stuck putting on a med kit. Yeah, it's really interesting because there was no reason to really use the totem before. Yeah. Like, what's the point of attacking twice with 100 health rather than once with 200 health? Exactly. And now you have an opportunity to use this totem and attack, you know, once with 100 health, then again with 150 or 175 if you have the red Evo, which we'll get into a little bit later. Oh, yeah. But there's actually a big reason to use it now as compared to before. And on the dev stream, it seemed like they were concerned and that they were going to make an overpowered ability. And so I think they tinkered it a little too much. And now we have something that actually works and is incredibly playable. And we'll see if he works his way into the competitive meta now. It'd be really yeah. awesome to just see another legend, you know, be up there and they, with the other attackers like Wraith and uh, Pathfinder. For sure. And I think another thing that might not be getting a bunch of uh, attention in the spotlight right now is that this buff to Revenant means that more people are going to play Revenant, which is going to tie into Loba coming onto the scene and their story together. And I feel that, yeah. you know, the the devs are really excited about this new legend. And if nobody's playing the counter to that legend, then that story isn't going to be as dynamic. So I think it was a good decision to give Revenant a little bit of love, even though he has a bad attitude about it. And uh, I'm excited to play more of him. Yeah, for sure. And so next we got, well, they removed low profile and Revenant. And so let's talk a little about what they did to low profile in general. Low profile is now only on Watson, Lifeline, Wraith, and Pathfinder. And now all shots to the limbs do the same as a shot to the body. Really switches up the meta. Big. I was not seeing this coming. I really wasn't. Yeah, it's a big hit to Pathfinder and Wraith for sure. And it sucks because we've spoken about this a lot, but it feels like Wraith and Pathfinder, there is an excuse for them to have low profile. It makes sense. Wraith is one of the smallest characters in the game, and Pathfinder is incredibly mobile, and it's hard to hit them. But... I still do not understand the reasoning behind giving Watson and Lifeline this ability. It just kind of sucks for them because they're they not mobile. Exactly. And I don't think that I get they're definitely smaller legends. They have smaller hitboxes, but because they have very little mobility, I don't think that they would be hurt by not having the low profile. Yeah. And I think we're going to see less people playing Lifeline. And I don't even, I don't know, maybe Watson, but Watson's just so necessary for ranked play that yeah, we'll see. This is a big hit to Wraith and Pathfinder. We did not, you know, expect this coming down the pipe. Uh, we thought there would be more specific legend balancing, you know, just to bring up other legends. Yeah. Uh, not so much push down uh, the legends with low profile. You know, I was really thinking that Gibraltar was going to get knocked down a peg, but that didn't happen. No complaints here, but we got what we got. <laughs> And I think a big result of this uh, adjustment to low profile is you're going to see a continuation of more Bloodhound just because he's so fun to play right now. Yeah. He doesn't have low profile and his tactical is great and the ultimate is, you know, incredible. As well uh, as Bangalore, maybe. Yeah, I think you're also going to see more Bangalore uh, again just because she doesn't have low profile. She still has mobility and she has a pretty unique kit. And then I also think you're going to see a lot more Revenant because of this decision. Yeah. Do you think this is actually going to change the ranked meta, though? 
do you think we'll see you know revenant or bloodhound being put into the game instead of a wraith or pathfinder because even though they do have great abilities and stuff they don't move the team they can't move the entire team and i just don't see them working their way completely into the competitive meta despite that for sure i think that's probably a pretty conservative take on it i think that's probably true but i'll go out on a limb here and say i think revenant has a chance of making it into that competitive meta i mean his his ultimate allows you to in a building uh drop down with some insurance and that's how i see a lot of competitive wraiths playing with their ultimate with their portal Mm -hmm. uh and so i think maybe revenant has a chance and we just came off watching the world series of apex and that's a whole different game and that's what we're talking about here that can other legends sneak into those lineups where Mm -hmm. we were just seeing watson gibraltar pathfinder wraith a little bit of crypto and that was it um and so can this be shaken up by this little profile adjustment i don't know i mean i'd hope it does because the more legends that play and competitive the better it is for the game in my opinion for sure Next big change to this patch is the Lifeline new passive ability. Uh, Super cool. Uh, Now there are blue supply bins scattered throughout the map, and Lifeline can now open secret compartments in them where she can find extra loot. So that'd be weapon attachments, healables, and knockdown shields. It was pretty cool. The very first one I opened had a purple light extended mag in it, and that was great, and I thought it was a sign of things to come, and it was not. The loot (laughs) is not like... It's not guaranteed to be better or anything, yeah. but it is nice, especially on King's Canyon where the loot was limited. Not so much anymore, but it was limited, and so having that extra makes just, it feel good. Yeah, and it's just another way that Lifeline can support her teammates and make her more of a team-oriented legend. Yeah, it's a pretty cool ability. You know, we saw it coming as a you know sort of perk to a legend set of the support legend. Yeah, uh, we didn't get the the full entirety of those perks. Uh, but this is super cool, and it's a nice little umph to Lifeline. Uh, it's nice knowing that if you have a Lifeline on your team, you're going to get a bit more loot, especially early on. It's kind of cool. Uh, do you think it's going to change up the meta? Do you think you're going to see a lot more Lifeline play? Um, I think we already have a pretty strong Lifeline fan base, and I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's going to do a ton, personally. I mean, yeah. it's a cool ability. It's not really a game changer to me, though. Um, if anything, though, the changes to low profile might alter the lifeline play in a negative way. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Yeah. I really don't think that we're going to see a huge uptick after this first week after the patch in lifeline play. Last point. Are we good? We're good. Okay. Additionally, we have some big, big, Big news to share. Big hype at the third party for this. Oh my goodness. If you were anything like me, you were incredibly disappointed reading these patch notes because you saw nothing about Mirage in there. It's an outrage. I was horrified and it was an outrage. I took to Twitter and I started tweeting about hashtag buff the bamboozle. And I think that everybody being so negative towards Apex did something because Carlos Pineda Apex Legends lead developer tweeted out saying, don't worry guys, all my Mirage fans, a buff is coming to the game. So that's all I really care about. And we've been talking a lot about these buffs, a lot of these tweaks to Mirage, and I think that some of them are really cool, 
and I'm excited to see what comes down. Yeah, for sure. I hope something awesome happens and I'm just really excited to play with him. Yeah, make it soon. Yeah. So now we're going to dive into the rest of the patch notes, more of the changes to the, you know, equipment and the weapons that happen. And so let's start with the Evo armor. Yeah, Pretty so the- much, yeah. We reduced the amount of damage required to evolve. And that is a huge change. It was not a small change at all. Blue armor damage requirement was reduced from 100 to 75. The purple armor damage requirement was reduced from 300 to 150. And red armor damage was reduced from 500 to 400. This is huge. And let the record show that we requested this on the podcast. Yeah, we did. I don't know if we should have, but we did, and somebody was listening at Respawn, so we got this. <laughs> um, you know, I'm really shocked they did it. Um, I really thought they were going to keep this close to the chest and you know trust their initial release of it, but this alteration really pushes people to use Evo. And what you were saying while we were playing earlier is it now makes a bit more sense to pick up an Evo shield late in the game, just because it's easier to get it really good. Yeah. I've now, every time I've picked up the Evo since this has gotten out, gotten it to at least purple, which was not normal. Just in ranked, at least, where we were playing very uh, defensively and not trying to push fights as much. And I will say, late game now, a lot of people have red armor. And it's a big switch up. Uh, You can't just push people like crazy now anymore in public matches because if they got red, that's a big difference. That's like pushing someone with purple that's got blue. It's definitely hard to one-clip people when they got red armor. So. Unless you have a Kraber. Yep. Because that is the next change. And they increase the headshot damage multiplier from 2.05 to 3. This is absolutely huge. This is something that you and I have been talking about a lot for a while. We've been talking about this Kraber since the beginning of yeah. when it was released. The Kraber now is a one-shot to the head even on a fortified character that has red Evo. And a purple helmet. And a purple helmet, which is something that we've always said is like, this sniper should be able to take out people in one shot. It's a gold gun. The Devotion can one-clip people. The Mastiff can pretty much shred the entirety of people and then immediately follow up with another shot right after that. And it felt like the Kraber was really fun to use for like trick shots and stuff and, you know, these late game where it was in a wide open area. But now it actually is, there's a big incentive to play with this gun because you can seriously create a huge advantage now. I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm glad they finally did this. You know, I have not used the Kraber a lot because it's not versatile at all and it keeps you so far away from the conflict that it's really hard to follow up with those extra shots because you used to need them. But now if Mm -hmm. you're hitting your headshots, it's an effective bolt action sniper rifle as intended yeah agreed um i'm gonna let you talk a little about the nerf to the g7 because that's your baby yeah near and dear to my heart the g7 scout favorite assault rifle uh r.i.p the sniper class uh but we saw a bit of a nerf here a reduced headshot multiplier from 2 to 1.75 a reduced leg shot scale from 0.9 to 0.75 and then a slightly reduced projectile speed this is a bit of a a bit of a slough for the G7, um, but I don't think it's too much to worry about. Nobody jumps ship on the G7. I love it. It's great. What do you think, Shay? Okay, I got a hotter take on this. Um, I don't think the headshot damage is a huge deal. I don't think the leg, leg shot damage is a huge deal. 
The reduced projectile speed is something I've really noticed after playing with the G7 and trying to shoot people at range. There's a significant amount of bullet drop now on the gun, and so when I am deciding between a G7 and a Hemlock single fire, I'm now leaning towards the Hemlock 90% of the time just because it's a lot easier to connect with people at a longer range compared to what the G7 was. I've This is just my opinion, and I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this. Maybe we'll put up a poll about it, but the projectile speed to me is a huge, huge nerf. Yeah, I think this is something to take the G7 down a little bit. I mean, it's been getting love after love after love. Uh, really a solid weapon that they've really put into the meta, which I enjoy. I think it really fits my play style as a Gibraltar. Yeah. It's a great weapon. Um, you know, the ongoing debate, G7 versus Hemlock. I've had a lot of great games with the Hemlock recently. I love the single fire. I think you get it really kitted out with a nice gold barrel stabilizer. It shreds. Uh, but the the damage of the G7 per bullet is still strong and it's Still a solid very good. weapon uh but it just takes a little bit more thought behind it now yeah so the next gun that they uh switched up a little bit was the l star so they changed the cooldown a little bit so now instead of 25 shots it takes about 23 shots not a huge difference on the l star but the big switch was they reset the view kick pattern and pretty much what this did is the l star had a very very confusing uh, horizontal recoil and it was very unpredictable it felt like it was going in different directions every time it wasn't something you can adjust to and the point of this is now when you're aiming down sights it should be more consistent and steady so if you use the L star a lot you'll be able to now have it more predictive recoil similar to the R99 I think I still haven't used it enough to really speak a lot onto this but that's my understanding of it I think that this is a pretty good adjustment to the recoil. Um, it's so hard for me to still, even after this patch, to let go of my Havoc because I'm just, I think that it's a broken weapon right now. It's so good to use. It has no recoil. It has no recoil. It's like, it's just crazy. It melts people right now. It really does. Um, but I will try my best to resist my attraction to the Havoc and try out the L-Star uh, after this patch. Good. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the sniper ammo. Uh, this isn't a huge switch. They reduced the ammo per pickup size from 10 to 8 and reduced the inventory stack size from 20 to 16. I've seen a lot more sniper play happening recently. Yeah. Do you think this is going to alter that at all? I kind of hope so. You know, I'm not a huge sniper. Um, in other games, I really don't snipe at all. I wasn't a quick scoper on COD. Like, I'm not into that kind of play style. But in Apex, I think they've really done a great job with the snipers. I like all of them, even the charge rifle, a little bit. Well, the charge rifle is great now yeah. for getting that Evo shield up. And sure. we saw a lot being used in the Apex Legends Global Series by TSM. That's true. It's something did. they really relied on, and I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, I think that you know this little bit of a nerf to snipers and just kind of adjusting the ammo setup uh, may affect things a bit. Yeah, I think I don't that's think fair it's gonna, to say. I don't think it's radical, but no. I think that it will change things a little bit. Uh, we just lost a, a final round uh, to some snipers, which was unfortunate. But. Oh my goodness, we played against these guys that were just absolute dimes. We could not move out of where we were pinned. It was impossible, and you were Revenant, and I was Bloodhound, so it wasn't like we had anything to really help us get out of we there quickly. Yeah, we were just messing around in duos trying to play the new characters our new abilities with the characters. But man, 
some people in this game are absolute lasers with snipers, and it is frustrating when that happens. Yeah, I guess if you if you can't beat them, join them. So I got to get into the firing range. Join that triple take. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The last kind of little piece of patch note to have is that they added additional loot volume to King's Canyon. And how I understand this based off of the dev stream is that they did not increase the quality of the loot. They didn't say, okay, let's take out these P2020s and put in R99s. It's more that they just added more of what is already existing in the map. So we'll still see that same balance. But I personally felt like we were running out of ammo a lot when we were playing King's Canyon ranked. and didn't find armor a whole ton and so i think this is something that was really needed so i'm glad that they made this quick switch and adjusted it pretty promptly yeah and i think specifically for this update as well as duos i think respawn is redeeming itself like they are listening they are making really great updates yeah and And they're working from home we all are and to do this on a video game working from home is absolutely amazing and huge and thank you respawn for making these changes that I love so very much. Yeah, great job. Really proud. Um, The last little piece I wanted to talk about before we get into the questions is talking about a potential PvE mode. And so really what this is coming from is on the dev stream, they talked about how solos is unhealthy for the game, but they want to offer something that will allow people to still play by themselves. And they didn't really speak to anything specifically. But it was a very little thing that they just breezed through, said they're working on something for this. And so to me, that sounds like if they get a PvE waves kind of mode, like maybe the Prowler's mode, but you can just play by yourself or something like that, would be really cool. And something that I think has been in the game files and been worked on for a while. Yeah, that's a great take, Shay. I'd be really excited for that. You know, I really like single player games. Um, you know, you my like imagination. playing with me, Henry? I like playing with you, but... I like being able to just grind and set records. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, my imagination just starts running with a PvE mode sort of campaign style. Yeah, you're rounds. like, how many like, hours can I play of this? That would be and... crazy. I mean, if I could hop into a Titan in this. Oh like, my goodness. It always comes back to Titans with you, man. Always comes back to Titans. I just want my Scorch so that Wraith is no longer a problem. That's like, a fair point. When you can make the entire floor lava. That's right. She'll just phase and jump onto you instead, and no big deal. I don't need all the batteries, so (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Okay, that was a quick little tangent, but let's get into the questions now, and I'll let you start with our first one. Great. So first question is coming from Mike, and his question is, do you think we're getting teased about Loba like we did Forge, and will they introduce something completely new instead? Is this a misdirection? Yeah, um, I'm going to be, I'll just be candid and honest. I don't think it is at all. Um. We got our first leak of Loba, the character art design, and we posted that on our story, so I think you guys should definitely check it out. But unfortunately, and I don't know where we completely stand on this, but a lot of these data miners caught a serious amount of uh, flack for putting up all these leaks and stuff and leaking the legend in of itself. And the fact that the devs were so mad definitely makes me think that this is something they were planning to introduce soon. And I wonder if they'll counter with something else now but I do highly doubt that. And I think it's definitely um, important to respect what EA and Respawn wants to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we posted the Loba skin that got leaked on our Instagram. You should check it out. It looks super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem pretty polished. Um, so it appears to be ready for a release. But 
I'd say there's maybe a 20% chance that the devs do pivot. I mean, they have a lot of legends in the pipeline. They can do things. We've seen they've done it in the past. Um, and yeah, based on what you said and the response to this kind of leaked data mined uh, scandal a little bit, yeah. uh, they may they may do something sneaky like that. So it's a possibility. Next question is coming from Man, the Myth, the Legend 20. When do you think Apex will become cross-platform or maybe a mobile game? Yeah, um, we've definitely heard from the developers on social media that cross-platform is something they've talked about a lot. And I think the goal is to implement it into the game. Yeah, there's a lot of complaints about this game not being cross-platform. And so, I mean, I honestly would not be surprised if cross-platform was introduced with season five. Um, but, you know, they test everything. They're going to work it all out and make the best decision for the game, in my opinion. And so I'll trust whenever they release that if they decide to release it at all. Yeah, I think that this is the next level for Apex. I think they're building towards it. Um, you know, I think that people should be a bit more hesitant on how excited they are for cross-platform. I think it could really help uh, the lobby sizes. Um, but I just hope that we can uh, select whether or not we are playing with PC, mouse, and keyboard players. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that's a that's a real threat to me having a good time. So, <laughs> you know, I just don't want to get lasered. So, With that, I do think that... Um, I don't think there's going to be a mobile game coming anytime soon. I think that cross-platform is definitely the first step. I know Fortnite has the mobile game and they have cross-platform. Um, and so I just don't know if this is something that they're going to rush into development. I think they're focused on console and PC right now and making it the best it can be for there. And unfortunately, there are still some bugs and fixes that they uh, need to address before they can add a whole other platform to this. Another thing is kind of a curveball to you, Shay, but we were talking off air about uh, Valorant and kind of the future of games. And we were talking a lot, kind of a broad we discussion a lot about, about Valorant. Stayed up really late, 3 a.m., just chatting. But we come from this military sim uh, kind of origins in yeah. gaming with Call of Duty, a little bit of Halo, Battlefield, you know, things like that. Um, and CSGO and Call of Duty are that still today in competitive gaming, but we also have this new rise of Fortnite and Smite and this new game Valorant kind of being a, a bit more colorful, a little bit more animated. And, you know, we've seen that be a bit more welcoming to a broader spectrum of gamers, not just, you know, guys like us that grew up with those games, but uh, girls and younger kids are getting into competitive gaming and streaming with these kind of more fantasy games yeah i believe i saw a stat that said apex and fortnite are the first games to have a 20 percent plus female player base and that is yeah. awesome that we're getting that kind of diversity in here and yeah i think you have a really good point i mean valorant has going to be a great competitive game it's only for pc we'll see if they end up you know putting it on console uh, but until then i think that apex is our top battle royale and it will be for a while for sure any other thoughts before we uh, call this one? I think that was a great. This is a wonderful time to be playing Apex. It's a great time to be talking about Apex. Uh, can't wait to play more of this mode and definitely getting excited for season five now. Yeah. And the countdown. Yeah. It's start. It's very close, guys. Um, and we're excited. We're going to be doing another mailbag on Saturday. So look for the poll on Instagram to submit your questions 
or leave a five-star review on Apple Pods with your questions, and that'll be guaranteed to be answered in the podcast. Uh, if you can also uh, email us, thethirdpartypod at gmail.com. Check out the giveaway on Instagram, guys. We really want to support everyone that's been listening for a long time. And so, yeah, with that, we're out of here. See you guys. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>